1: Is that annoying? I wonder if that, is that annoying uh, hearing on the podcast as it is in real life when I <laughs> hit my microphone like that?
0: Sure. <laughs> How does it
1: sound in your AirPods? <laughs> Can you really capture me moving my microphone up and down? Oh boy. Okay, now I there think we go. we're good to go. Uh, so I told you backstage, I, I had a story.
0: Okay, now I'm just sort of, oh, what, what is this story going to be? So is it juicy? It's not juicy. It was more funny. Okay.
1: And it made me really think about Canadian culture. Ah. And are we weird?
0: Well, oh, I might think be. we are, yeah.
1: We might be. So, uh, not long ago, it was my sweetie's birthday, mm-hmm. my better half. And yep. she decided to have a handful of people over to the house. She had a pasta party, actually, is what she What's did. What's that? She made like three kinds of pasta and three kinds of sauce, and then people just... And then it was like a buffet style. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she wanted to do. Was
0: one of the pastas
1: craft dinner? One of them was, I think, spaghetti. Yeah, It wasn't the most... Crazy, adventurous thing, but people seem they seem to like it.
0: But it's weird. Doesn't all pasta taste exactly the same? It's just different shapes. It's just a different vessel. That's exactly what I said.
1: Yeah. You would have thought I murdered members of her family with the oh, reaction I got. Wow. She takes her pasta seriously. Mm. So we had these people over for pasta party. Yeah. And one of them is a friend she's made uh, recently who is a woman who recently moved to Edmonton from Philadelphia. Oh? She met a boy... From Edmonton, married him, and just moved here. And so she's just learning about Canadian culture. And something happened that I thought was so funny that when you put yourself in her shoes, it really must have been the strangest experience of all time. (laughs) They were at a bar in West Edmonton Mall, Uh biggest mall in North America. And uh, (laughs) a song came on the speaker. It was actually this song right here. Black.
0: Oh. Oh. Like a big old dinosaur.
1: So when you hear that song, you immediately think of the line dance that yeah, goes along yeah, yeah. with it. Well, I guess when they played it in this bar, the entire bar had that same thought, and everybody rushed to the dance floor and started doing the Cadillac Ranch. Oh. <laughs> Turns out line dancing is not a thing outside of Canada, really. What? And so she had never in her life seen a line dance, let alone the Cadillac Ranch.
0: So, did she have <laughs> her mind blown positively or negatively?
1: I think it was a lot of confusion. Oh. <laughs> like sitting there, what the hell is going on? Everybody knows the steps, everybody knows the song. She has no earthly idea what is happening. And can you just imagine? Sitting there and seeing a line dance break out in front of you for the first time in your life completely out of context.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. It like, would be very weird. Obviously, I've seen line dancing before. I've never partaken myself. Never. No, I remember being taught that in school. I was going to say, you're young enough that you probably did. Uh, did you do, uh, what was it, Electric Slide? Is that, no. What's the other, what's the other line dance called? Ooh. I know there's an- another famous one. I
1: can't remember the other.
0: There's the Cadillac Ranch, the boot scootin' boogie, right? There ain't no boogie
1: like a boot scootin' boogie. Yeah. That's what I always say. But
0: you did those in high school gym class?
1: Oh, yeah. I remember learning the Like it's, I couldn't do it right now, but I would just have to see it for about 10 seconds, then it would all come flooding back.
0: When you were, well, were you in the bar? Was she there? No, she was there with her husband. They were just
1: telling the story (laughs) of how she was sitting there. Just like, what, where, where have I moved to? What happened in Canada?
0: Wouldn't that be funny though? If everybody at their table all got up and hit the dance floor and left her sitting alone at her table to witness the whole thing. Like she knew none of her friends (laughs) knew how to Cadillac ranch or whatever you call it. Then they come
1: back to the table and just continue the conversation. Like nothing happened. <laughs> but it must have been so weird. And uh, like like I said, she's I think she's from Philadelphia, which isn't that horrifically far from Canada. Like it's the northeast United States. Yeah. It's close enough that you think she would have run into a
0: line I dance. I guarantee somewhere. you they line dance in places like Texas and Wyoming and they probably they, you would have to think. That's mm-hmm. not a Canadian thing. Like, I, that's what I was starting to learn. I'm like, is that a Canadian thing? Uh, I don't think so. Is
1: that something that we think is normal that is totally weird to the outside world? Uh, like, maybe it is. Uh, but, yeah, I do remember learning that. I do remember learning square dancing.
0: I need to know more about the pasta party. That's, okay, yeah. That's where I'm kind of hung up here because, <laughs> again, like, if all of a sudden I'm at home one night and I make spaghetti sauce and then it's time to put the pasta on and I go, oh, my God, we're out of spaghetti. I'll use penne. I might even use an elbow macaroni because yes. all it is, it's a vessel to transfer the sauce into the, your innards. The star of the show is the sauce. I, yeah, exactly. The um, It's like a roller coaster, and instead of you know the roller coaster track, your intestine is the track, <laughs> and the penne is the little car that the sauce rides on to get to your colon.
1: It's not a pleasant finish to that carnival no. ride
0: <laughs> no it isn't but it just <laughs> it all tastes the same to me
1: it does i'm yeah. sure
0: italian people are like what the hell
1: like we even we had to make it we made a special trip to the italian center to mm-hmm. get this pasta, and it had to be gluten-free for her oh right yeah which actually the advancements in gluten-free pasta is pretty spectacular you cannot tell
0: i live in a house where everybody eats gluten-free because of celiac disease it's not a choice thing it, that's not like I, I'm not celiac, but I eat that way because everybody else in my house does, but you're right. I can totally, I cannot tell the difference between pasta, their bread on the other hand, eh,
1: yeah, their pizza, Ooh, gluten-free boy. bread
0: science, <laughs> gluten-free pizza science needs to step up their game a little bit.
1: When we order pizza, like we have to get our own individual ones. Yeah. My pizza looks very different from hers. Yeah. In... And I feel bad for her there. You
0: kind of have to pretend you're not enjoying <laughs> your incredible thin crust or whatever. Like and then oh he's pretty average. Meanwhile, you're just dying inside because it's so fantastic. But you gotta downplay it.
1: Yeah, her pizza looks like it got ran over by a steamroller.
0: And don't try and tell me the you know the one thing that my beautiful, beautiful bride, when people go, Oh, but haven't you tried cauliflower crust yet? No, it's terrible.
1: Cauliflower crust, cauliflower rice. I once bought the macaroni and cheese, the cauliflower noodle one yeah, by yeah. mistake.
0: Uh huh. Worst
1: thing that ever How happened. How long
0: were you in the hospital for?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I went into a coma for at least seven years. Yeah. It was yeah. horrific. The pasta party, so it was three types of pasta. One was spaghetti, one was mm-hmm. like a flat spaghetti. Do you mean lasagna? Not lasagna, it was a noodle. Linguini. Maybe, yeah. Fettuccine. Then I think there was a penne one. And then she had like the tomato sauce. There was a rosé sauce. Then she handmade an Alfredo sauce.
0: Ooh. The penne, by the way, if there were a power ranking of pastas, penne would be my number one.
1: Really? Yeah. I'm an angel hair man.
0: Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Maybe I need to start looking more pathetic, more haggard, more downtrodden when I'm in the drive-thru. And maybe I'll get stuff paid for. I am
1: starting to, we see these stories all the time of people who have had the person in front of them pay for their meal before, Mm -hmm. pay for their coffee. And this has never once happened to me. And it's getting to the point where I feel like I'm the only person that hasn't had this happen. And I'm starting to take it as a
0: personal attack. Well, and there's no other way you should take it. (laughs) Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Uh, Somebody just said, similar to that blowers and Grafton story. If you just got here a few minutes ago, I read you Aaron's text. Aaron said we were at Blowers and Craft in Windermere the other night. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Some mysterious stranger paid for their bill. Like $250 worth of food and drink. And when they asked the server who the person was, they said, we don't know, he's just a random guy who does that from time to time. So now Joanna wrote in. Similar to the Blowers and Grafton story, my mom and dad took me out for dinner when they passed through town earlier this summer. Not only did the mystery person pay for our meal, he or she left a note for the server to give to me. This person said that watching me talk to my parents reminded them of their relationship they had with their own adult children, and it warmed their heart. I was so moved by the generosity and the note, I started crying, LOL, I'm such a loser, Joanna. No, Joanna, you're not a loser. It's a beautiful story.
1: This is the Garner Andrews show with Bryce Kelly podcast.
0: This one right here from Jeremy. When I was 13 and my brother was 11, we were at a bike shop back in Winnipeg. My mom and dad had taken us there just to look around and made it clear. We were not getting new bikes while we were there. Some random stranger told the salesman that he wanted to buy my brother and I new BMX bikes. I never forgot that. I'm not in a position where I can buy a stranger a bike, but every now and again, I'll buy a stranger lunch or plug a meter. That was before they went digital. It's one of those random defining moments in my life I will never forget, Jeremy. That's pretty cool. How about you? What's your story? Maybe you're the person who does this kind of thing. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. So Bryce Kelly... Has a random stranger ever bought you a BMX bike? Uh, No, I can say,
1: honestly, they've never bought me a bike. In has fact, a
0: random stranger ever bought you a meal in a restaurant?
1: No, I don't think a random stranger has even bought me a pack of gum. Has a random stranger ever filled your car with gas? No, not once. Hmm. But I've also never done that myself to someone else. So. I
0: honestly do believe, like, a lot of these people who say these things have happened to them, They go, it's good karma. I put good stuff out there. I get good things back. That explains why terrible things keep happening to me. Yeah, I guess I would probably do it. Uh, Somebody said a few years back, traveling from Ontario to Edmonton, we had our four and five-year-old kids, two cats, and my husband. We were traveling in our minivan. Good times. Somewhere in Thunder Bay, we stopped for supper at a Chinese food place when we were ready to pay our bill. The waitress told us someone had kicked in $10 towards our bill. Earlier, there was a guy eating by himself. He rode off on a bike when he was done. I won't ever forget the kindness from that stranger. There you go. Wow. doesn't have to be the whole bill. It's just somebody thought of you. Oh, this one. (laughs) Bryce, how do you feel about this one? I was at the gas station a while ago. There were three young boys, I'm guessing between 8 and 10 years old, in front of me, loading up on snacks and pop, chips, etc. Turned out they were a few dollars short, so they had to figure out what they wanted to put back. After they left, I paid for the treats that they had put away, and I went outside the gas station and gave it to them. Hmm. You would have thought that I gave them brand new puppy, how excited they were. I think it was a jolly, a pack of jolly ranchers and a soda. I see. Yeah, a well, random stranger giving candy and pop to kids outside of a gas station. <laughs> it's good. So I think your heart was in the right spot. Oh, definitely. Heart in the right place, but maybe a little bit. Accidentally creepy. Hmm. Maybe there was some accidentally creepy going on. I would
1: imagine the other people at the gas station just seeing you, like you said, giving a bunch of candy and pop to little boys outside of a gas station. <laughs> Here you go, little boy. I'm surprised you weren't followed home by the police. Yeah, I'm surprised the citizen's yeah. arrest didn't happen right there on the spot. But again, your heart's in the right place. Good intentions, but may have uh, unintentionally been a little creepy.
0: Yeah, accidentally creepy. We've all done that. Well, I was accidentally creepy yesterday afternoon on the patio at uh, the Commercial Hotel on White Avenue. I was there with a friend. We were just watching. The guy we were watching performed, too. He was fantastic. Leo Martinez is his name. Just a guy with a guitar and a little foot drum and a tambourine. He sounded great. So we're sitting out in the sun enjoying the music, but we were just melting because the sun was beating down on that patio. And there was only one spot left in the shade. It was a couple sitting at a table for six. So, and it was a long, narrow table. So there would have been a buffer seat between them and me and my friend who were on the patio. So I just went over there and I said, hey, uh, would you mind if we just sat on the other end of the table there to get out of the sun? And they both just sort of gave me the death stare. So I had to creep away backwards Mm. and do that.
1: Mind if I sit at your table?
0: I was accidentally creepy. You know, in their defense, though, I'm a guy that looks like me with a ball cap on and sweat pouring out of my ball cap. I probably looked like I had some sort of virus. I know exactly what I would do in that situation. Yeah. I would say, oh,
1: yes, of course you can have the seat. But every cell in my body would be being like,
0: no, (laughs) no, why me? Oh, no. Is it out of line, though? If two people are sitting at a table for six, is it out of line to ask if you can occupy two of the chairs? Not when it's a prime, like, shady
1: spot. I don't
0: think you did anything wrong at all. Yeah, but they bad-vibed me out of there. Like, I eventually went and sat inside. I, I wouldn't be strong enough to give you the bad vibes. <laughs> I admire uh, them in some ways. Yeah. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, somebody said... I was on my way to work. At the last minute, I decided to turn right into a Starbucks. But I cut off this woman. She was so pissed. So I decided to pay for her order. But to make matters worse, I had to reload my card. And then the barista seemed confused with what I wanted to do and how I wanted to pay. And then she said, I had to do separate transactions for some reason. I would have loved to see the woman's reaction when she was told her stuff was paid for. Yeah, was she grateful and forgiving or was she now even more enraged because it took forever for the transaction? Hmm? I wonder. Uh, Somebody else said, in a past life I had a fairly serious drug problem. Unfortunately, as a means of supporting my habit, petty theft was a part of my lifestyle. I've been clean and sober for well over a decade, but I will, on occasion, pay for the order behind me in a drive-thru it's a small gesture, but a reminder to myself of a life I don't want to live anymore and a small karmic offering to the universe. Oh, I like that. Thank you. I like the fact that you can tell me these stories, too. What's your story? 10029. Text the show. Call Sonic 780 423 1029. Somebody else on another topic altogether. Uh, I cringe at this, too. Can you talk sometime about how if you ever go to a garage sale, you feel 100% obligated to buy something even if there's nothing there you need? Or is it just me? No, it's not you at all. The garage sale, it it can be excruciating for me because when you look around and you realize that there is nothing on this driveway or in this garage that appeals to you, it feels like you're insulting The person's taste in everything—clothing, dishes, books, movies, interior furnishings—and you're doing it all at once. It would be soul-crushing for every fiber of their being when you turn on your heels and leave without so much as buying, you know, like a Ziploc bag of random screws or a Reader's Digest. Yeah, I feel your pain. I know what you're talking about. It's the Garner Andrew Show with Price Kelly Podcast. Uh, Oh, hang on. First, I want to read this. Hey, Garner, I'm an original listener from the Sonic trailer days many moons ago. My then-wife and I started listening together to this new Sonic radio station. It was like our baby. A few years later, we got divorced. Oh. And I stopped listening to Sonic. Oh. It was like our baby. Oh. Now, after another several years, I'm remarried and have my own daughter. I thought it was time to return to Sonic and remarry the music love of my life. I hope you'll take me back, Robert. Yes, Robert, we will take you back. You're lucky we have very low Mm self-esteem. Mm-hmm. We have a few free chairs right now. So, Robert, just take one of those chairs. No, we're very happy to have you back. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. Uh, Oh, the whole garage sale. I get the feeling, well, first of all, you probably would never go to garage sale, right? You know, it's funny.
1: I don't go to a lot of garage sales, and the number one reason is this the
0: guilt you feel when you walk away without buying anything because yeah. it's like you've judged this person's entire life right there on their driveway these people are selling things they have
1: owned and collected for years and years they're mm-hmm. selling them for cheap they're inviting you onto their property into their garage and you just to walk in there and be like ooh <laughs> turn around and leave
0: because you're judging their clothing their dishware their books, their DVDs, their interior design. You're judging it all in like 90 seconds when you leave without buying. I would have to find at least one thing to buy so I could walk out of there not feeling like I just totally insulted them. Uh, Somebody said, hey, I was feeling that same way at a garage sale just this weekend. They had volume, but it was all junk. And I started to feel guilty as I was walking out empty-handed. Then I saw the sticker on their truck, Quote, proud member of a fringe minority with unacceptable beliefs. It erased that guilt immediately. I felt wonderful leaving there empty-handed. Oh, my. (laughs) Politics, am I right? Uh, Now I need to know what that
1: sticker was. You do have to be mindful of your surroundings when you're hosting a garage. So keep the politics out of it. And I think I told this story, maybe it was in the podcast, where there was a guy in my neighborhood having a garage sale a couple months ago. Uh, but he set everything up. It opened for the day, and that's when he decided to mow his lawn shirtless while well, the garage sale was underway.
0: Yeah, and I thought that the timing was odd. It's not super inviting. No, it wasn't. It's odd. like because you feel like when a neighbor is out cutting their grass and you need to talk to that neighbor, you feel bad making them shut their mower off. Whereas, like if you want to come up and on this guy's driveway and ask him how much is this ashtray, he's got to turn off the lawnmower, <laughs> and then it just becomes a whole a commitment. Because now you're obligated to buy that ashtray because he had to shut off his mower to tell you how much it costs. Yeah, you're doubling down on the guilt. Hey, put prices on your stuff, too. Nobody enjoys that garage sale, the lazy garage sale where you just put everything out there and go, I don't know, make me an offer. Nobody enjoys that. Uh, Oh, sometimes RBF is a gift. This one right here. Resting bee face? Yeah. Okay. This person says... I eat and drink at Tim Hortons fairly regularly. I also have an extreme case of resting bee face. (laughs) I love the fact that this person is like, yeah, I got it. They're self aware. I'm self aware. Uh, An extreme case of resting bee face. Random strangers pay for my meals, assuming I'm having a horrible day (laughs) at least a half dozen, dozen times a year. It's great. So that's what we all need to do. We all need to work on our RBF. Or is that insulting to people who have real RBF? Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe there's a silver lining to RBF we never knew about. Yeah. Okay. RBF. It's a real thing. And sometimes you get free donuts because of it. Yeah, maybe they'll think you got dumped.
1: Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews
0: Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Same music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.